not I, Lord. Surely not I, Lord. Surely it, it can't possibly be me, Lord. I can't be the one who will betray you. I follow you. I love you. I can't be the one who will betray you. You are my Lord and my master. I can't be the one who will betray you. Surely not I, Lord. Surely not I. These words and these thoughts rang through the disciples. They rang out from the disciples there at the table, gathered at the table for the Passover Seder. They they had gathered as a family, as a group, as a community around their leader, their rabbi, their Lord, their Savior, their Master, their King. Jesus. They had gathered together to celebrate the, the central focus of the faith of the Hebrew people, the central focus of the faith, the Passover. When God had delivered them out of captivity in Egypt, when, when God had delivered His people out of the hands of the taskmasters, when, when God had delivered the Israelites from Egypt, they, they had gathered to celebrate the pinnacle celebration, the, the pinnacle powerful proclamation of the love of God which protects, protects them, protects us all. The love of God in the sacrifice of a lamb whose blood was placed across the threshold so that the death angel would pass over their homes. The Old Testament powerful representation of the grace of our Lord God in the Passover mystery. They had come together to celebrate and to remember and to thank God for the blessings of Passover. And they were eating with the true Passover lamb in their midst, with the true Passover lamb as their host, with the true Passover lamb right there their rabbi, their master, their Lord. And he has said suddenly to them, in the midst of the meal, he has said something to them that blew them away. Truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. It seemed to be beyond possibility. It seemed to be beyond Belief that one of them could betray the Master. One of them could betray their Lord. One of them could betray Him. And so they said, surely not I. They said, surely not I. And He answered, the one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. They had all dipped their hands into the bowl 
with Jesus. They had all shared in the meal and they'd all dipped their hands into the dish of the bitter herbs with the unleavened bread and eaten it together. They had all done this and they knew it. In another version of the story, he says, the one whose hand is on the table will betray me. And there all their hands were on the table because they all would betray him. Peter would deny. Others' disciples would struggle and fight in the garden. Some would be sleeping. And they all would leave or follow at a distance with fear. Follow at a distance in terror of having been discovered. Surely not I, all of you. Judas, who betrayed him, asked, Surely not I, Rabbi. And Jesus' response is simple. You have said so. Yes, Judas betrayed him. But so did Peter. So did James. John, who followed afar off and came to the cross with Jesus' mother, and Mary Magdalene, even he followed afar off and fell asleep in the garden when Jesus said, please pray with me a little while. They all betrayed him. And just like them, we too betray him. We betray Him every time we look to ourselves and our own needs and our own desires and our own agenda and our own hopes and dreams rather than to His calling for us, His agenda for us, His plan for our lives. When we think we have a better plan than God's plan, we betray the Lord. We betray Him every time we pass a hungry person on the street or speak to that guy who sleeps out behind the building and tell him he has somewhere else to go. I betrayed the Lord this week doing that. We betray the Lord every time. We choose division, separation, schism, rather than love, forgiveness, reconciliation, acceptance. Every time we push away, we betray the Lord. Every time we deny our sister and brother in Christ, we betray the Lord. Every time we choose sin rather than righteousness, we betray the Lord. Every time we deny grace and call for judgment, we betray the Lord. Every time we deny the balance that is the justice of God in preference to our own understanding, we deny the Lord. Every time we come to the table of the Lord, not discerning 
the real presence of Jesus, not discerning his body and blood, not discerning his love for us and love for all and acceptance of all. Every time we come to the table of the Lord with our focus on ourselves instead of on him who hung on the cross, every time we come to the table of the Lord with our eyesight, our vision, our hopes and our dreams centered on us rather than on him, we betray the Lord every time, every time, every time we choose another, another way, another dream, another calling over His calling for us. We betray the Lord. The church is divided. The church is broken. It's been broken since day one. It's not a new thing for churches to be fighting with themselves. It's not a new thing for churches to be in strife. It's not a new thing for churches to be arguing and fighting. It has, it's been that way since Paul's day. The church in Corinth was known for its struggles and its fight. The, the church in Corinth was known for its members that practiced one-upmanship on each other. The church was known for having rich people in it who would get drunk in worship and having poor people in it who didn't even have anything to eat and went hungry instead. Paul's words to the Corinthians are clear about welcoming all, about including everyone without regard for who they are, but instead with total regard for who Jesus is. We are called to welcome all to this table to welcome all to receive the grace and the love of God, to push none away, to deny no one who feels God is calling them to deny no one whom God calls to come and receive and be a part of the body of Christ. Well, they may not measure up to what we think they ought to be. They may not be worthy to come to the table of the Lord. None of us are. Because we have all betrayed the Lord. Surely not I, Lord, we may say, yes, you. Surely not I, Lord, you have said so. Surely not I, Lord, you will betray me. Three times before the cock crows, Peter. And yes, on you, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But get behind me, Satan. Oh, my brothers and sisters, no one is worthy to come to this table. No one is worthy to sit in these pews. No one is worthy to call themselves Christian. None of us. But we are made worthy by the blood of the Lamb. We are made worthy by He who calls us we are made worthy by the host at this table 
Not me, but Christ. We are called to proclaim the love of God for all and to welcome all to hear and receive the love of God. Respond with faith and be washed clean of our sins. My Lord Jesus Christ calls us now to come and receive. Our Lord Jesus Christ calls us now to come and receive. Surely not I, Lord. Yes, you. I'm too dirty. Yes, you are. But Christ has set the table. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Give thanks and praise to God for the gift of grace. And even though we indeed shall have and always will betray Him in this life by our sins, by our self-will, even though we will deny Him, even though we will run, He welcomes us to come. To come and be cleansed and be made worthy by His grace. We're not worthy? No, we're not. But because we are not worthy, He calls us to receive. Surely not I, Rabbi. You have said so. Come and receive the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets, and so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your Spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come and he would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, the Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks to you, broke the bread, 
gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Christ is died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at His heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. As our Savior Christ has taught us, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If those who are assisting would come forward at this time. Because there is one loaf, we though we are many are one body, for we all partake the one loaf, the bread which we break. It is indeed a means of sharing in the body of Christ. And the cup over which we give thanks, it is indeed a means of sharing in the outpoured blood of Christ. The table of grace, the unmerited favor of God, which we don't deserve, but which we desperately need, is open and available for you to come, to feast, to be made whole again. Come and eat and drink and receive anew the precious love of God precious body and blood of Christ.
change me from within wash me in your spirit and save me by your grace teach me Lord to know you and fill me with your praise and I will praise you for you Yeah.